Oh my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh yes I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we're back with one of our last few episodes of where we discuss Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. That is correct. The light is at the end of the tunnel, not much farther left. Chapters 30 and 31, I want to make sure we get that in. Right. Oh man, it's, it's weird knowing that it's getting close, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't realize how close it was actually. I know, because it was just a few episodes ago where it was like, we're, we're about halfway, and it's like, bullshit, we're over halfway now. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, we've only got, what, five episodes left? Um, well, there's, yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten chapters. Uh, ten chapters left, so. Good lord. It's taken a long time, but it seems like it's gone quick, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. As I'm cutting these episodes, I'm going back, I'm like, fuck, I forgot that even happened in this book. Yeah, me too, because you're, you're sending them to me, and it's like, oh, yeah, that, okay. Like, I don't I even remember, remember this now. conversation. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, unexpectedly, book club, recording these book club episodes, like, I, I'll never have to read the book again. I can just go back and listen to me and you mangle it. Yeah, really. That one was funny where it's like, you know, people are probably going to be telling us, hey, assholes, you forgot about this, and... It was like six episodes later or whatever, three episodes later. Yeah. Look at this. We're reminiscing already. I know. <laughs> Hopefully people have been enjoying it so far. Yeah. Since none of them are released could. yet, we have no idea. So this could be a huge waste of time. Well, <laughs> no. At, at least it's been fun because we've had some really fucking hardcore nerdy Star Wars conversations. Yeah, we have. It's actually been kind of embarrassing when I listen back to it. See, it's not embarrassing to me one bit. Yeah, it, because it's it's not to me really either. Like, but it was like, oh fuck! I told you this a couple weeks ago. To me, it's just like, wow, I can actually hold my own in a fucking Star Wars conversation. You know? Well, I hear myself, and it's like, oh, you know way too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know way too See, many details. I have details. the opposite reaction. I have the opposite reaction. I'm just like, wow, I can keep up. <laughs> Yeah, you have. You've been doing good. And there's been a couple spots where, not to toot my own horn, but it's, 
I fucking said some shit and you were like, oh, wow. And it's like, yes, that's good. Yeah. Anywho, let's get into this. Okay. We can reminisce on the last show. Yeah. It'll be a five hour wrap ups extravaganza. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So where did we leave off last last time? Because it's been a while since we've recorded a book club. Last time they had just rescued Voss from uh, Dooku's compound, um, and he yeah. revealed to everyone that he was had not gone to the dark side when Asajj saw him, that it was uh, a trick. They were, he was tricking Dooku into thinking that he was his apprentice, yeah. um, and he had been locked up in his dungeon since then because Dooku realized that he was playing a trick on him. Yeah. And Asajj is the only one out of everyone who can sense or thinks that she senses the dark side all around him. Um, So she's trying to warn the Jedi the whole time that you need to kill him. He's not who you think he is. You know, he's like a double agent now. Yeah. So that chapter ended with their trip home. And this week's chapters, we start off uh, with Voss returning to the temple and he has a meeting with the council it's kind of his debriefing, isn't it? Yeah, like straight off the ship, straight to the council chamber. He's still got yeah. Obi-Wan's extra robe on. He's still all fucked up and bloodied. Yeah. And let's see. Um, Dash is right there, his little moron friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, the moron. Dash is there waiting yeah. for him. Tells him he's late as usual. Yeah. And Ventress, Ventress is there with him. Yeah. And she... Sees him kind of light up a bit because he sees his little buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she starts to question, like maybe, maybe she's wrong. Maybe she, you know, she she starts yeah, maybe, she starts you know, to second guess herself and think, well, maybe he still is in there. Maybe that's maybe maybe she's wrong. She starts second guessing everything that she done to him because the end of my first chapter that or my first page of this chapter, she says he he hadn't been ready for the sleeper. She'd pushed him too hard and too fast. He'd needed more time. Time to work with both the dark and the light. To understand the balancing point between the two so that he could do what was needed and still stay himself. So yeah, she's really like, okay, is there something dark there? Or did I just fucking push him too hard and now, you know, yeah, I don't trust him, Yeah, basically. Yeah, and she kind of wishes they had just both died together fighting Dooku instead of her running off and letting him get captured. She thinks it would have been yeah. better if they would have just stayed there and died. So we quickly get into the um, council chamber, and everybody's welcoming welcoming him back and shit, and they're kind of congratulating him in a way for coming back, and, right, and not breaking under his torture and and um, seduction to the dark side. And the whole time, yeah. Ventress is like, "Fucking, I'm telling you guys." You know, in her own head, she's like, you guys are, I don't know. You guys are fucking sure. up. Yeah. She does eventually, they do give her, her her pardon for bringing him back. Yeah, that's where I was going. Surprisingly, it's Mace is the one that tells her, uh, to show our appreciation for your aid in the rescue of Master Quinlan Voss, the council honors its promise to grant you an official pardon for all of your past misdeeds. Yeah, I mean, he delivers the fucking... He delivers the pardon, but I don't think he he was definitely not on board with doing this. Yeah, because it says he said it stiffly, and it's like, well, it's Mace, of course, it's stiffly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they did say a, a nice little uh, 
visual was when when they all walked walked into the council chamber weren't uh weren't all of the masters didn't they all have their hands on their sabers because they were ready for some shit to go down yeah i think it's because ventress was there right followed them into the the wary looks cast in her direction did not escape her notice nor did the fact that every jedi present with the exception of voss and yoda had a hand on his or her lightsaber yeah so they're still thinking that this is a, a setup like uh yeah and the, like voss is going to actually be dark and it's going to be him and ventress have set them up yeah or maybe not even Voss. They just think that she's fucking with them or something. Yeah, well, at the very least, she's fucking with them, if if not both of them. But, yeah, and Mace, you know, tells her she's officially, you know, an unmarked woman and shit. And... Right, and basically tell them, okay, you can, yeah, you can go now. We're done with you. They, yeah, they kind of push her out. and uh, There's a weird moment here. It was, it stood out to me, not as like, what the fuck, but... When she passes Dash... Oh, right, and he's he, he sees her he and is her, like... He hey, are you all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, too. Like, what the fuck does he care? Yeah, because as far as I know, he's never fucking run across her or anything. I mean, I know Jedi are supposed to be compassionate and shit, but... Yeah, I mean... Up I... until, like, 30 seconds ago, she was considered one of their worst enemies. Yeah, the only thing I could think is, you know, he can sense that she's upset. And like you said, he's just compassionate and too... Uh, well, and plus he's on the outside, so he doesn't know what just happened in that, you know, in that room in the, behind the closed door. True. So for her to come out and look um, upset or whatever, who who knows what could have happened. He's probably more concerned about like, hey, is something wrong with boss? Yeah. Is that true, why you look upset or? He asks her, are you all right? And he tells her, or she tells him, no, and neither is he indicating boss, obviously. Mm-hmm, right. And she starts taking off down the hallway. Yeah. She's, and it says uh, she was no longer a criminal. She had no need to flee, but she was ready to run to get away from him, mm-hmm. I guess, Voss. Suddenly she heard footsteps behind her and expected it to be Desh, but it was... It was Voss coming after her again. And this scene here, especially after her whole ride to the council being like, fuck this dude, you're dead to me, or whatever. This seemed like a pretty quick turnaround to me. Well... Am I the only one? I mean, she didn't really turn around, though. Feels like she's starting to. Well, she kind of... Basically, he like she's... gives her the whole I'm sorry thing and, and explains why he acted the way he did and tries to um, soften her up a little and, and get back on her good side. And I mean, it feels to me like he did because she starts off kind of icy and she's basically telling him, no, fuck off. And he grabs her and she tells him, take your hands off me. And he's like, "Okay, sorry, but please just hear me out. And she just stops and she's like, all right, give it to me or whatever. Well, not like that. And really what kind of broke the camel's back or whatever is he tells her, you know, he really wished she could forgive him just like he forgave her for lying about killing his master yeah and she's like oh shit i did lie to him didn't i yeah it's like right there it's almost like she turns and she's like okay i guess i can forgive him at least that's how it feels to me but she but she still knows in the end she does know that he chose the jedi so they can't be together anyway so yeah but But that doesn't mean she hates him anymore because i mean that ride to the temple felt like she was done and hated him yeah, you're right, actually, because then she, 
you know, he says, my feelings for you haven't changed. And, and she knows it. She can feel it in the force that he's not lying, that, that it's, mm-hmm. that it's true. And she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Mm-hmm, and again, she's right. like, and again, she's like, was I wrong? Like, did I, did I sense the wrong things in him? Yeah. It, it seems like she was sensing, you know, the dark side, but just now I'm thinking maybe she sensed that he wasn't going to give it up anymore. He was rededicated to the Jedi. Right. And that's what. Obi-Wan even says later is, uh, you know, she says she was sensing the dark side, but really she was probably just sensing her own disappointment or anger that he was not going to leave the Jedi for her. Yeah. So finishing out this section of the chapter, she sees that he's got Obi-Wan's old or an extra cloak of Obi-Wan's over his shoulders. And she realizes the way the council, you know, welcomed him back into the fold. And he didn't even mention her in what she saw, which she didn't miss much. And she tells him, that's not the, but that's not the way of the Jedi, is it? You've chosen your path. And she turns and walks away and she starts crying a bit. Oh, poor Ventress. I'm still. (laughs) We talked about it last week and it's like, I'm sorry, lady. I don't have no fucking huge sympathy for you. I mean, yeah, okay, it's sad and all, but fuck you. That leads us into the last section of chapter 30. Yeah, now this part I thought was was interesting, and I'm glad they touched on this hypocrisy. Uh-huh. Okay, I just got one question okay. real quick, though. Do you, we've, you know, sort of discussed it, but do you really think she thinks that Voss is normal again? Because, like I said, that's awful quick for her to flip that switch and be like, okay, I don't hate you anymore. Mm, but she doesn't. But she doesn't say that she doesn't hate him anymore. He he lets well he let she all, doesn't say it but it feels almost implied to me. Yeah, I think it. I feel like it's more like she's still conflicted, like she's still not sure. But even if yeah. everything is true, it doesn't matter anyway, because yeah, he didn't pick her. He picked the Jedi. Yeah. So okay. she's just kind of letting it go. I think like she she doesn't she's she's still not sure. I don't think and and. She sort of just feels like, why bother yeah, worrying about it just, anymore? Yeah, just get out of here. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to that's how, see that's where what, you landed on it. That's how I take it. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the hypocrisy, the obvious hypocrisy. Yeah, so the last part of this chapter is follows Anakin as he uh, slips off to Padme's apartment after hours. <laughs> um, which, I don't know, does... I think they... They must like semi live together, right? Or, the way or, or I've does he? It, or does he just kind of spend the night there, often? The way I've always gotten it or felt about it is that Anakin lives at the temple. Yeah. All the Jedi live at the temple, right? But they don't spend every night there. Yeah. So to Padme, they live together, but to Anakin, he's basically a nomad. He. He feels at home there, sort of. He comes. But... And, he comes and goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That. <laughs> because I think those Clone Wars novels I mentioned before that had Ahsoka in them, I think in there they kind of addressed that, saying that that's probably where he feels most at home, but. The Jedi Temple is his home, or something like that. Oh, okay. And, as we've said, 
we have our own continuities. Those are part of my continuity, so that's kind of the way I look at it. Okay. Make- he feels most at home with Padme, but the temple is his home, but he's sort of nomadic in his nature. Okay, that makes sense. So anyway, he, he gets to Padme's place, and he's thinking about... Uh, you know, he he tells her, yeah, he tells her all about, he tells her all about what just happened and what happened with Voss, and he kind of glosses over the fact that they sent him there to kill Dooku, and yeah, that's the real interesting thing. He doesn't say we sent him to kill Dooku, right? It says he modified it and said, oh, we sent him to capture him, right? Because the the Jedi still answer to the Senate, and she's a senator, yeah. so if he tells her that they're doing some shady shit, um. They, that could cause that, that could cause a problem. Business. Yeah, yeah. That could that could open a can of worms that they don't want people looking at. Yeah, and this whole mission's been deemed, you know, Jedi business, so it's none of the politicians to worry about. But if they said we went out to kill Dooku, it could cause a problem. So yeah. Yeah, and he even says, even in his own thoughts, he says he it felt wrong to him to keep secrets from the Chancellor. For the order to keep secrets from the Chancellor, but the decision like many others, was out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And when he finished telling her, she's like, okay, what do you think? And he basically tells her, it's fucked up. I wasn't into the idea of using it, Ventress anyway, but nobody cared what I thought. Right. And then she says, let's see. Oh, they kind of have like a little playful dialogue about, you know, what do you think she did to him? And Anakin's like, well, clearly she seduced him and... She's like, well, how would you know that? Yeah. He's kind of like, well, rumor has it, and you should really hear how she flirts with Obi-Wan when they fight. And that goes back to what Obi-Wan said before about her, that when he told Voss to go find her, he's like, you gotta fucking flirt with her. Right. And then he does admit later on in their conversation that Ventress did seem genuinely upset by it all, and that it's the first time he's ever seen her display any kind of real emotion. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen a real emotion out of her that didn't involve removing someone's body parts. (laughs) And then he says, but it doesn't matter. A Jedi isn't supposed to. um, And Padme gives him a look and he's like, but wait, wait, baby, we're different. We're in love. Come on, baby, come back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he says, he says, but we're, yeah, it's different. We're in love. And she tells him, yes, we are. And maybe they are, too. Yeah, that I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And then, let's see, he tells her Ventress isn't capable capable of anything as selfless as love, and Voss couldn't possibly have cared about a murderess like her. Boy, is he wrong. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Besides, she's the one who took him to the dark side in the first place. Padme tells him stranger things have happened, and he says maybe, uh, maybe if she loves him, she's his way back from it. Padme says that. Yeah. And Anakin says finds he has no response to that and i wanted to that stuck out to me and that's one of my notes what do you think that meant that anakin didn't have a response to that because i have an idea i don't know exactly i, I kind of just blew past it like no that, see that stuck out to me well no i mean I, I didn't that, no, i didn't mean it, it stuck out to me but i didn't think about it like what well, what does he think that means i just kind of assumed that he meant thought it it, it left him kind of like you know just like the realization that a Jedi is not supposed to whatever. And then he realizes, Oh shit, I'm doing that too. It's more like, more like he didn't have an answer for it. He's just kind of, you know, things that make you go, Hmm. Well, see to me, let's look at this real close. 
she's the one that took him to the dark side in the first place, is what he says to her, and she says, maybe if she loves him, that's his way back from it. He's got no response to that. That's me thinking that he's like, well, yeah, because that's what you are to me. Mm -hmm. Because he knows he's got that darkness in him. Remember fucking episode two when he killed that entire encampment of sand peoples? By this point, those lost missions, this would have been after that probably. And he does yeah, some he does some crazy jealous dark shit in that. Yeah. Too. So. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's him like you know realizing all of that shit. Like remember in episode two again after he killed those people, he talked to her about it, and she was like hugging him and basically like, "Honey, it's okay," and shit like that, you know. So, I think he looks at her the way she thinks that Voss and Ventress look at each other. Yeah. That. That's a good point. It makes that's probably true. So that's the end of what chapter thirty. Yeah, these are both short chapters. Not a whole lot going on. Mostly talking. Although at the end of chapter thirty-one, there is a couple good bits of things that I want to mention. Yeah, but we'll get there. So here it's a few months later, or a month later, or I'm not exactly sure, but time has passed. Yeah, at least a month. Yeah. But Voss has been training again and his wounds are healing and he's getting back to his normal self and there's been no hint of the dark side in him nobody nobody still can sense anything wrong with him and it it's the chapter starts with uh dash obi-wan and anakin all headed to the champ uh yeah to the council chamber for an assignment and dash is still thinking about what ventress told him Mm mm-hmm Anakin and Obi-Wan pull him aside and are like is like hey what's what's up with you what he kind of brings it up that Ventress had said Voss wasn't right something was not right with him and yeah he he pulls him aside and says well I'll tell you that Ventress she told me that boy ain't right (laughs) (laughs) yeah And he's concerned, too, because Voss has been avoiding him ever since Ventress left. And Obi-Wan basically, and here again, Obi-Wan fucks it all up, dude. He is just a fuck-up. He may be one of the best Jedi, but he is a fuck-up. He has fucked up so much shit. See, the thing about Obi-Wan is, like, he is the best Jedi, at least to me. But he doesn't know how to handle interactions with people. Yeah, he's got almost, like, he's, like, super wise, but not... Very streetwise, but streetwise, yeah, but not like, not relationship streetwise. I guess you get him in a meeting and he's just like, ah, duh! yeah. Well, when I mean, you get him out in the field doing work and he's fucking gold. Right, he's fucking James Bond out there. No shit. But yeah, because he, because Dash is basically trying to say, hey man, Ventress said something's wrong with him, and my friend is not talking to me anymore. And yeah, Obi Wan's like, yeah, well. Uh, he and Ventress were like a couple and so this is where he comes up with his theory of what she sensed in him was just the fact that he didn't want her anymore and you know it's kind of like a jilted lover yeah Um, and then he's probably not talking to you because he realizes that Jedi aren't supposed to have such close personal friendships with each other yeah and he realized the damage that those attachments and shit can do yeah so he's basically he's saying Voss has improved himself and is taking things more seriously now and, you know, doing Jedi shit the Jedi way. 
And it's just like, Obi-Wan, why are you fucking telling this kid this? Shut up! And why are you so fucking blind? Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Like, you can't see Anakin right under your nose. Exactly. And it, I think I said this before. He spent a lot of his time trying to protect Anakin from the stupid shit he did. Yeah, I've maintained that he's he knows a lot more about Anakin than anybody really thinks. Or that, yeah. he, or that he lets on and he just turns a blind eye to it all. Or not even a blind eye. He's just trying to protect him because he knows Anakin can be good. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon saw it in Anakin and he trusted Qui-Gon fully. But instead of being like, hey guys, can we address this? He's just like, oh no, Anakin, he's good. Yeah, good guy. Anakin, come on, he's awesome. Right, yeah. And it's like, maybe if he would have spoke up a bit, all of the shit, bad shit could have been avoided. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. At the end of the day, well, fault really lies squarely on Qui Gon, but well, there's just a no. A, I, there's just a series of clusterfucks along the way. I don't think you can blame Qui Gon for it because balance was needed, as we saw in the Mortis tri- trilogy. Qui Gon found what he thought was, you know, the balance. Then in the Mortis trilogy, we found out Anakin was the one. Yeah. That's yeah, this is true. So it's not like Qui-Gon fucked up. No, I again, Obi-Wan, I think he is the greatest Jedi, but he was the one who made the fuck up. Yeah. Or fuck ups. Now speaking of the Mortis trilogy. Is did, that where you were headed? No, but now that you bring that up, I don't know if yeah. we want to talk about this here or if we can talk about it on the main show or whatever, but did you see did I send you the link to that guy's an or did you listen to again rebel force radio <laughs> yeah I, I did listen to rfr and i have that link saved but i didn't completely read it where it's basically dave filoni did tops trading cards yeah a series of trading cards of ahsoka um they're like like black like white and red prints almost like a almost like a stations of the cross or something yeah that's what I thought when I saw him way back. It's like, because I think it's called like Ahsoka's Path or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does feel sort of like a Stations of the Cross type of thing. Yeah, and it's 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 her after the Rebels season finale last season uh, where she faces off with Vader and things are left up in the air. Yeah. Um, and basically, this guy analyzed these things and, and looked at all the symbolism and everything and put that together with things that, Dave has said um, and has come up with this fucking crazy theory that Ahsoka was killed and she's going to be reborn in the body of the daughter or the daughter from the Mortis trilogy is in her and so she'll be reborn yeah. and so he's saying that it's almost going to be like Gandalf when he died yeah, and yeah, came yeah. back in white. Which we can talk about this sometime on the main show more in depth but yeah. I, I listened to that episode of Rebel Force Radio and it was like, huh? Mm-hmm. How wh- how are you trying to connect that to Anakin? Well, I wasn't just just that. Um, Interesting side note. Yeah, and kind of like, if you look at the father in the Mortis trilogy, wanted Anakin to take over for his as the middle ground, the balance. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he wouldn't do it, and then yeah. Ahsoka, the daughter, saved her life. By giving her her life energy or whatever, yeah. So it's it's so if they were brother and sister, and now you know he was supposed to be the 
the son and or no, he was supposed to be the father. Yeah. And now Ahsoka has got the daughter, the spirit of the daughter in her. I don't know. It's weird. The symbolism is crazy. I know. Well, to me, it feels like the extreme far to the dark, obviously, is Sidious. With mm. Ahsoka having the daughter's life force or whatever, she's the extreme to the light. Anakin's the middle ground. And in some ways, you know, it feels like maybe the Clone Wars was Ahsoka and Sidious battling over Anakin and Sidious after won. the Mortis Trilogy. Yeah. They're battling over Anakin, and he's trying to keep the balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, we need to talk about that on the main show sometime. Okay. But any hoozle. Yeah, so basically this meeting that they're going to now is another council meeting, and it's... Uh, they're basically going to give Voss a clean bill of health, so to speak, um, after he's been yeah. on some of these little uh, baby missions um, while he's recuperating. And Obi-Wan's been his uh, supervisor or his parole officer. So also what happens is they have a new assignment for him, a bigger assignment. So now that he's Which ready... Which it still seems like they're debating on it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, they're definitely debating on it. And it's like, okay, what are we fucking doing here? Are we giving him a, a mission or debating on it? You should have figured this out ahead of time. That's one of the problems with the Jedi to me. It's like they seem to debate shit, and then at the end they're just like, okay, fuck it, just do it. Right. The holdout is Mace again. Everybody else is like, yeah, Voss is fine. And then Mace Windu is like, no, he's not. Something's, something's not right. How can we know for sure? Let's, let's, let him, let's give him another month and see how it goes. And everybody else is like, fuck it, just send him. He's fine. And and so eventually he just gives in and is like, fine, I yield to the council's decision, which I think is going to end up being a mistake. Yeah, they give him a mission and tell him there's an asteroid out there somewhere that's like a supply hub. Yeah, it's it? like a floating warehouse for the separatists. Yeah. And it's like hidden inside of an asteroid, which I thought was kind of cool. And they send Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Voss to... Oh, well, they send Obi-Wan and Voss to go bust it up or no they're gonna go snatch the supplies out of there and okay yeah distribute them to um republic worlds that need them and also yeah. keep them out of the hands of the separatists gotcha and they tell obi-wan and voss that they can pick two people to go with them and obviously obi-wan picks anakin and dash yep my first thought at that though was like anakin obi-wan and voss for a good chunk of the book that's gonna be fucking fun because the way that Golden writes, like, just Obi-Wan and Voss's interaction, it's damn good. Yeah. Mace asks Voss if uh, Dooku mentioned anything like this to him, and he Voss tells him he did say something about a supply base once, but he thought it was on a planet, maybe Tula. And Windu's like, yeah, bullshit, it's here, We're n we know it. And Voss is like, well, yeah, I'm sure there's more than one base, though. Yeah, and so I just now thought of this. Do you think this might be like a tell for later in the book if he were to to turn out to be a traitor? Was this maybe his attempt to be like to misdirect them? Be like, oh no, I, I think it was on this other place. Oh man, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I don't know because I would like to believe that you know he's fully back in the fold because at this point, if he fucked him over again or lied to him or you know, betrayed his oath to the Jedi or whatever the fuck again. Yeah. 
at this point, it would seem weird for him to be in still involved with the Jedi in Episode Three. You know? Yeah. Hmm. That's the thing that keeps floating over my head because it's like, how did how how was he involved? How is he still a Jedi in Episode Three if they don't fucking trust him? Right. Or you know, if he were to switch again, it seems like he's back in the fold completely at this point. You know? Yeah. But who knows? It could be. He, they could be, you know, just testing him and shit to see. Because knowing Mace, Mace is always going to test the fucker. I, I kind of expect that this is going to end up being, he, he is going to switch again. I kind of hope not. Um, just because yeah. I don't want to see like a half-ass re, uh, rehash of Anakin's redemption. Yeah. Through love or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing but it's like man, we've fucking seen that let's don't do that because that's you ringing that bell too many times and it's kind of yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna take away from what eventually happens in return of the jedi if, if they did that yeah i don't know i like i said i hope he doesn't switch again because that just that makes that throws episode three into doubt because there's not a lot of book here left here how are they going to fucking, you know, switch him, then switch him again? It's, ugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's going to be... Too much duplicity for my liking. Yeah. So anyway, they get they get their assignment, and they um, they fly off, then takes a little jump to the next section of this chapter, and um, finishes up with them. Now, they're flying um, these fighters... They're, they're, are they two-man fighters? Is that what you got out of it? No, I got that it was those little... There's just a Jedi star Jedi fighter, right? cruiser. Yeah, yeah those okay. Jedi cruisers that they have to use the rings to go to hyperspace or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for some reason, the, the way that they do a flyby on this asteroid and suddenly, like, six droid fighters come out and attack them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well... Obviously, we've got the right place, and yeah, somebody well, says somebody says they're they're outnumbered two to one, and it's like, well, it's not two to one, is it? There's six ships and four Jedi starfighters. That's not two to one, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. So then I was trying to figure out, well, maybe there are two to a ship, so there'd be two ships and six. So then it would then be, it would three, be three, to three to one. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense either. But see, right here it says, uh, Dash, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Voss were all in their Eta 2 Actus class interceptors. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even notice that, but I remember, didn't they call those Jedi ships, those little Jedi ships, like just Jedi starfighters or something like that? Little cruisers or something? Why are they calling them interceptors? Um, I don't know. Because that was the only thing that sort of confused me a bit. I See, the math shit I just skipped over because I I don't do math. Yeah, now the the Jedi Starfighter is what's in Episode 2. The the big triangle, uh, like the big arrowhead-shaped uh, yeah. fighter. And maybe these are the ones that are in Episode 3 where they're kind of stubbier and kind of got the split front end like the well, falcon I'm, I'm talking about what uh what was what did they call the little ships that obi-wan had on 
It was in the opening of episode three. What are those little? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if that's what these are. Yeah. That's what I thought they were, but calling them interceptors threw me. Yeah, I don't remember what the toys were called. I think they were probably just called starfighters. I thought they were called Jedi cruisers or Jedi starfighters or something. Calling them interceptors, it's like, wait, what? But they fight off these. uh, They fight off these droid fighters real quick, and. I want to know. I want to know if you noticed this. This part where it says, "Like Anubis that had spotted a jackrab." Did you notice that? I did, but I can't. Think How of... did you feel about that? Um. Oh, when they the way they they said jackrabbit. Well, jackrab. Wait. Because it's J A K R A B. Jackrab. Oh. Hmm. I, I read it as jackrabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I filled in the rest. No, I. I read it as Jackrab, and I I kept going, and it was like, back up, back up, back up, Jackrab. And for a minute, it was like, that's stupid. But then it was like, wait a minute. Remember when we were reading those old comics, and they're like, it's a space rabbit! Right. Yeah, I guess it's, it's Jackrab's like, better than space rabbit. Well, I thought about it, and it's like, you know, that's actually a good way to fucking describe it. Because you're not just saying, it's a Jackrabbit, it's a bunny, shit like that. You're not using specific words that are, you know, solely ours. They say jackrab and spell it with a K, just J-A-K-R-A-B, mm-hmm. instead of like J-A-C-K. And it's like, that tells you exactly what it is, but at the same time, it's a slightly different phrasing so that it fits more into the world than if they just said a jackrabbit. Right. I know, I completely overthought this, but... When I read this a few minutes ago for the first time, I was like, "I like that." Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, Anubis—that's that's the dog that uh, Embo has. Yeah, yeah. We just covered him, covered that earlier in this book. So this is the second time this in this book that Anubas are referenced. That we can remember at least. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was cool, Jackrab. Because I mean, I know a lot of people got thrown off by them using different words from ours in st- the old canon like uh what was it refreshers i know a lot of people bumped up against that and to me it made a lot more sense yeah i don't have a problem with refreshers the thing that i don't like is calf i fucking hate that see that didn't bother me either e- oh, either it fucking bugs the shit out of me and they they use it all over sci-fi books like um Dan Abnett re- wrote a bunch of Warhammer 40k books, and yeah. in that they, I think he calls coffee calf. They're drinking calf out of tin cups and shit in the infantry. Well, okay, we're gonna talk about that sometime. But Warhammer—that's basically us, but forty thousand years in the future. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. So I mean, that makes more sense. That's more. No, see, that makes less sense to me. I think they would call that coffee. Yeah. This is a fucking totally different galaxy. To me, calf makes sense in Star Wars, but like shit that's us, but years later, like Warhammer or Star Trek, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, none of it's as blatant as in Heir to the Empire when Luke Skywalker's drinking fucking hot chocolate. Now, see, that I would bump up against because that's our word straight up. Oh, I know. know? That's what I'm saying. That's fucking blatant and awful. And he got the recipe from Lando Calrissian. I was like... Oh no, that's oh, fucking God. that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was I tried oh, reading Lord. Heir to the Empire again not that long ago and I forgot that was in there and I hit that and I was like, Oh 
fuck, that just ruined this whole first part of the book. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But yeah, I, I never really had trouble with it when they created new words and shit, because, again, this is a different galaxy. This isn't us in the future, us in the past. This is a totally different galaxy, you right. know? yeah. So, yeah. like, calf made sense to me, refresher made sense, all that type of shit made sense. But, in, like I said, in Star Trek or Warhammer, where it's us just in the future, that would disturb me. Yeah. So, yeah, Jackrab, it's not one of our words. It's sort of one of our words, just slightly altered. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. So, back to the book, they take care of those droid fighters and find the entrance pretty easily to this hidden base. And yeah. uh, they fly into the heart of this asteroid and... Sure enough, gigantic warehouse with all kinds of cool shit. So and that that was a pretty easy mission, huh? Yeah, well, that's just the start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dash is sort of stroking his own dick there, and he's like, ooh, we're going to make Dooku mad when he finds out we got control of this. And Obi-Wan's like, well, hang on, kid. We're not fucking out of the woods yet. Yeah. And that's the end of chapter 31. So, even though we both said there's not a lot going on in here, we've got almost an hour recording. Yeah. <laughs> we tend to go it off on like tangents, how... though. Yeah, but it seems like every time we think we don't have much, we go off for an hour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All in all, what do you think of these two chapters? Yeah, I thought they were meh. They were, they were okay. But I think they're... The first one was more just like connective tissue with the last, yeah, uh, the last few chapters we read. Um, this one seems like the start of a whole new arc. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the next couple chapters are going to be better. This was set up for that. This last chapter I liked better than chapter thirty because oh yeah, definitely. I think we've talked about it a lot. The interactions between Voss and Obi-Wan and then Anakin and Obi-Wan, that shit is golden. But I will say, the one thing I was missing here, and I just kept thinking, God damn, it would have been nice, is Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. You know? Ahsoka would have been a lot better than Dash. Yeah. But it's just like, fuck, they really screwed the pooch with her, didn't they? Mm. No, I don't think so. No, I don't mean like the creative team. I mean like the Jedi. Oh, yeah, because the Jedi totally been fucked it up. a whole lot fucking... Better if, you know, she could have been around to help out and shit because, yeah, she was just a teen girl and shit. She wasn't, like, a fully trained master or anything, but that girl had some fucking skills. Oh, for sure. Uh, the Jedi totally fucked up. Yeah. They totally fucked up, and I was so fucking mad at them at that, uh, the end yeah. of season five. I was so fucking mad, so disappointed with all of them. I was like, fucking really? You guys assholes. Yeah. So I'm like I'm glad I'm glad you all fucking died. <laughs> Stupid assholes. But the other thing for me is like it feels like she's missing because Anakin doesn't even think about her, you know? Yeah. He spent a good chunk of this war with her at his side. Doesn't give her a second thought? Well, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he thinks about her all the time. I don't know. The only time we've seen her or seen him sort of think about her was like for one minute in that uh, Utapau arc. Yeah, well, I mean, just because they don't show it all the time, like he can't, he can't go around. You know, it's all, Anakin. All these... You're gonna tell me he's not gonna go around fucking thinking about his fuck ups all the time? He's still 
complaining about his mom. He's always talking about Padme. And you know how he is with attachment, especially with the women in his life. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that he's still attached. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think he would show it to the other Jedi. Yeah, but, I mean, we get in his head and he's not even thinking about her. Well, that's even true. Even with Padme, he doesn't think about her at all. That's true, but as, I, as we did find out, like, he has kept contact with her well, during this time. Yeah, somehow at least. Mm-hmm. We're not quite sure how that worked, but yeah. So, um, I guess overall, you like you like where we're heading as we're coming in for a landing here soon? Yeah, I'm not... I'm not sure what's going to happen, but um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm still enjoying it. Um, I'm ready to see a resolution to this, though. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's not like fuck, come on, but it's like this has been this has been kind of a strange book because it's not one cohesive story necessarily. It's yeah, more like exactly. a bunch of short stories, and it it feels like the, you've been waiting for a long payoff. And not like in a normal book, but you're getting all these, okay, it, it feels like that's done. And then it keeps going and it's like, oh, okay, well, you read a little bit more and then it's like, okay, it's done. Well, no, there's still a hundred pages left. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like false endings or false yeah. uh, semi-payoff endings. Yeah. To Which where it... it's just like, it's really strange turning a... Uh, Episodes of a TV show into a book. Yeah, it, I, I've said it, I, I really like Christy Golden, I really like this book, but I think this might have worked better as a comic. Yeah, I agree. I agree it probably would have. Because with a comic, you expect cliffhangers and endings and shit like that, and false finishes. This, it doesn't feel choppy like I've read it does, where a lot of people say, oh, you can clearly tell where each episode ends and the next one begins. It's not that, because we've spent a lot of time debating, and it's like, do you think it's here, or do you think it's here? Where do you think? But it does feel like there's a lot of false finishes. Um, so are you ready to do the thank yous, or is there anything else you got to say about these two chapters? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm ready. Um, our thank yous, as always, go to Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie for their help with the intro skit. And then for our logo, thanks to at Sherry Says and at the J Sarge. As for us, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, HighAltPod.net, and then NerdBlitz.com is where you can find everything about us. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're at Fitzman73, and you can follow the pod at NerdBlitzPod. Are we good? We're fantastic. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> until next time. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. <laughs>